0: sensitive or intolerant feel free in these next few minutes to make your way back to the baskets in the back and take a package to to use later during car communion this is the day the Lord has made let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship arrive upon us holy God and let your glory appear over us today. Come in the brightness of your dawn to bring light to all the nations of Earth. Gather us together in such harmony that we may discern your will for us and be led in your ways. Fill us with that radiant joy that allows us to reflect your goodness. Let all people praise you, O God. Let our praise resound throughout all the world. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the atoning sacrifice of our sins. Therefore with the purpose of and endeavor after continued obedience, let us confess our sins to God together. Just and righteous God, we trouble before you, knowing awareness of us. You have blessed us with abundance we have not counted, and riches we have not fully appreciated. Our gratitude is found wanting before your judgment. Our attention to the needs of the poor and oppressed is less than you desire. Forgive us, God, for for misplaced anger, and callous disregard of ways we are travelers. We seek redemption from oppression and the violence to embrace the new life in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Once we were not a people, but now we are God's people. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Those who know my name, when they call to me, I will answer them and show them my salvation. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. historic words of our belief in the apostles creed i believe in god the father almighty Amen. maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son and our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell The third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the dead i believe in the holy the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting On this beautiful day, let's take a moment to greet one another in the spirit of our Lord.
2: Happy new, year. Happy new Year. Welcome to Church of the Palms. On this the first Sunday of a new year, we're glad you're with us. We especially are grateful for those of you who have come from the warm north to uh, join us here in Florida. We uh, are glad that we can be re- we Re- reconstituted as a congregation as we head into our season and we're thankful that you are with us. We hope that you will find this to be a place of warmth and welcome. We encourage you to fill out the friendship pads which are in the pews and pass those along and note those folks who are sitting near you. Hopefully uh, there will be a name there of a new friend uh, that you can make today. We are beginning the new year with lots of opportunities for you to turn over a new leaf and to begin a new uh, chapter of spiritual growth and we have lots of new opportunities for you on pages 10 and 11 in your bulletin a list of brand new classes that we will be having this morning starting this morning we encourage you to take a look at those a couple of young adult classes that are available so We invite you to be a part of any and all of that, and you'll be hearing a little bit more about that a little bit later on in our service. Tonight there will be a new class taught by myself uh, on the love languages of God uh, based upon the Apostles' Creed. We'll be having our class tonight, and then next week we'll be having small groups that will form out of that class. So come uh, tonight and get an introduction to that class that will be at 5.30 this afternoon. A new members class will be next week, next Sunday. So come and if you'd like to learn more about life here at Church of the Palms, we would love for you to join us uh, next Sunday at 1015 as we talk to you about membership here. And a confirmation class begins this, uh, this month, and there's information about that. If you have children, grandchildren that are in the eighth grade uh, area of uh, life, we would invite you to come and learn more about that opportunity and uh, reach out to us. There's information in your bulletin about that as well. Our family fun night, which is uh, there in your bulletin, has actually uh, got a wrong date for it. So if you are thinking about coming to that, it's not on Thursday, January 16th, it's on Wednesday, January 15th. So keep that in your mind. And we're also uh, giving you the opportunity to join us for that uh, celebration of Nancy Brown's ministry with us. And uh, tickets are still available. You can see that uh, folks underneath the tree or in the church office, or you can get them off of our website. Let's now continue our worship through the taking of our morning offering.
3: Let us pray. Our most loving and gracious God, as the wise man long ago, we brought the gifts of our lives, our prayers, our love for you, and our dedication and these offerings. Accept these gifts of ours and ourselves for the glory of your kingdom and for our spiritual health. For we offer them to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. And our minute for mission today is Jan Hunt.
4: Good morning. Recently, I was talking with Carolyn Wilson, and she asked me how I became connected with Church of the Palms. I had to stop and think and realized it was a process. When we started attending the church, we knew this was our spiritual home. We loved the music in the two different styles of church services. We loved the speaking that was encouraging, motivating, and challenging. Our hearts were always touched, and we left here feeling blessed. Every Sunday, we were warmly greeted by all of your smiling faces, and our hearts just took in the goodness of this place. And I looked at Carolyn and I said, You know, at that time, We were comfortable. This church was wonderful, and we were comfortable. Then one Sunday, something wasn't quite right. It wasn't the music. It wasn't the speaking. It was something inside of me. I realized I'd been sitting here soaking in all the spiritual blessings. And now it was time for me to get out of my comfort zone, get out of the pew, and take action to find a way to become connected with this church we all know there's all kinds of things in the bulletin that we can get involved in there's all kinds of groups i was unsure and it was risky but you know i thought about what jesus was all about he was all about connecting with people i don't ever remember a verse in this bible saying blessed are those who sit in the pews and soak up all the goodness of the church for their whole life so i noticed something in the bulletin about a short-term commitment a little project to work on and my heart said this is it go for it and i did i met two amazing women who were just full of joy and warmly welcoming i was touched as you can see <laughs> i watched them share their love for christ as we worked on our project we prayed together we shared scripture and slowly we shared our personal lives One woman had experienced cancer, twice. She shared her struggle. She shared her faith and healing had brought her through this time in her life. The other woman had been in a toxic marriage, and when it ended, she felt her life and heart were just broken. Her faith and trust in God brought her through and changed her into a new, different person. I thought it was interesting that each woman carried a different type of scar from their personal life experiences. And yet their faith and love in God brought them through. I saw deep spiritual love for Christ in each woman that flowed through everyone they met, including me. God blessed us with a special bond. And when I see either of these women on campus today, I know I've seen my spiritual sister. This happened several years ago and since then god has continued to bless me with people and connections like this at church of the palms i know many of you've been blessed like this in a similar way because i see it in your reactions with each other and you know exactly what i'm talking about however if you are curious about connecting in a personal way through this church check out that bulletin just like i did there's all kinds of new classes that begin today we have um, umbrella greeters that'll help you get to the room if you don't know where it is there's a new class um, beginning tonight that pastor steve is teaching and next week small groups begin. we have new wednesday night classes we have bible studies through the week there's all kinds of ways to get connected we truly have something to fit everyone you are invited to leave the comfort of your pew and join us for an amazing and personal connection I have a little extra note from Carolyn Wilson and for those of you who are going to participate in the 10:15 classes this Sunday, she is going to ring a cowbell to help you get there on time and remind you. <laughs> so don't be late, thank you.
2: Thank you, Linda, wonderful, we do uh, hope that you will Take that as an invitation to start a new course for yourself. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for our children's moment.
5: Ashley, come join me. (laughs) Good morning, how are you? Life's good, how was Christmas? All right, yeah, awesome. Good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? My gosh, you've gotten taller, wow. Well, Happy New Year. I hate to start off on a negative note, but I've got a question for you. Have you ever lost anything? Nobody's ever lost. Have you lost anything? Anything you want to share? Teddy? A shoe. A shoe. Yeah, anything. What else? What have you lost, Amy? My frog food. Your frog food. That is unfortunate for the frogs. (laughs) Kate, did you lose anything? Yes. Yes, she did. We are gonna talk today about something really important that got lost. Are you ready? Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. They lost him. Now before you judge too quickly, I have gotta tell you a little story. Mr. Bryan and I were at Disney World quite a few years ago with Meredith and Sophie. They were about six or seven. We're in this candy store, not just any candy store. I mean mountains of candy. These kids are so happy, and we're just kind of talking, and Meredith goes, Oh, look at this. We're looking at this. I turn around, and Sophie is gone. Like that. She is gone, and we're like, Oh! We run out of the store, Brian stays there with Meredith and I'm running into the next store and I go and there's no Sophie and I go to the next store and there's no Sophie and there's throngs and throngs of people and by this time you know it's probably like two minutes have passed and I've already figured out that she's going to be raised by someone else in some other land and I'll never see her again because she is lost and I run back to the store and there she is holding Brian's hand and I'm like where were you? She goes I didn't go anywhere I looked up and you were gone. So she did what we agreed to do. She went to the lady who had the name tag on at the store, and she said, my mom's kind of lost. Can I wait with you? (laughs) There she was, waiting where she felt safe, where she felt loved, until we came back for her. Well, guess what? Mary and Joseph went to Jerusalem, throngs and throngs of people because everybody goes for the Passover feast. It's kind of like Disney World without the, you know, character animals and without all of the rides. So many people. Well, they decided that it was time to go back. They all head off, and they sort of head in a herd. You know, like it wasn't like an uh, immediate family like we have today, even though we still lost our kid. They're all in a big village of people. So the women are here, the men are here, the kids are back and forth. They go back, and they've traveled now for a day of walking, and guess what? They realize that Jesus is gone, and they're like, where is he? They go back where they left him, where they thought, where they last saw him. And so they run back to Jerusalem. And you know where they find him? In the temple, in God's house. He said, where did you expect me to be? I would always be in my father's house. Here's the thing. Even today, you and I can lose Jesus because we get so busy, because we get so distracted that we can lose him. But all we have to do is go back where we left him. And there he is. Big smile, open arms, welcoming us back home. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for loving us so much that even when we're lost, you will never stop looking for us and that you'll always be there for us with your arms wide open. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: of uh, service notes before reading the scripture this morning Uh, the first is that our hymns the next two hymns will have selected verses to sing so take note of that our next hymn will sing verses 1 through 4 and our last hymn will sing verses 1 and 5 not through 5 And secondly, uh, the basket before our communion table is uh, filled with uh, little plastic uh, bags of communion elements that will be going out to all of our uh, shut-in folks, folks who are dispersed throughout the community who are not able to be with us in worship on Sunday morning. Our deacons will take those uh, to those good people, and they are a part of our TV community as well as our worshiping community, and we're grateful that they will receive those elements this week. We are the day before Epiphany, and so the text this morning will be Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, a time when we reflect upon the visit of the wise men to the baby Jesus, or so hear the word of God. And when they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and knelt down and paid him homage. And then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod they left for their own country but by another road this is the word of the Lord (coughs) let us pray by your grace and through your mercy we pray O lord that these words We'll point to that word just read and to the word made flesh that we too may begin this year by taking another road. For we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. It is a Sunday morning. The Thomas family is getting ready for church. They are running late. Susie Thomas can't find her socks, Daddy Thomas can't find a clean shirt, and Ricky Thomas can't find a way to get out of the headlock as older brother Johnny is applying to him. (laughs) Mother Thomas is emptying the dryer, ironing her dress, rinsing the dishes, brushing her hair, and breaking up the headlock all at the same time. By only the miracle of God's grace, the family piles into their minivan, a couple of shirts left untucked, one tie that doesn't match, one head again in the vice of a headlock, and a father with his pedal to the metal trying to minimize the minutes by which the family will be late. By the time they pull into the church parking lot, Susie is on the verge of tears because she did not notice the rather sizable spot on her blouse which her brothers have only been too kind to point out and about which they have been eager to provide a rather lengthy commentary. At the same time, mom and dad Thomas have managed to get themselves into a moderately intense argument. Out Out of the van, the family Thomas stumbles, tucking in shirts, brushing back tears, and painting on smiles. Into the sanctuary they parade, greeted with a good morning from the usher, and that don't you look nice to Susie who doesn't believe a word of it (laughs) into the pews. They shuffle and sit and with a few nudges and elbows and a couple of cold, dark adult stares, the American family settles in and is now fully prepared to worship God. Preachers and leaders of worship will do themselves well when from time to time they remember that Sunday morning does not always catch people at their best, nor does it catch them always in the most worshipful of moments. There is no magic wand that gets waved over our town or our homes when Sunday morning rolls around that somehow renders us ready for worship fact is the road from your house to this house is not very long and there is a certain amount of baggage we carry with us when we come to worship some of it we manage to leave in the car some of it we check at the front door but most of it we bring with us into the pews it's just the way it is and that's probably the way it should be worship is the time to bring our true selves to God all the baggage even the dirty laundry That's why we have prayers in worship, prayers of confession, prayers of the people, all of it to hoist our bags up to heaven and to say, here God, help me to deal with all this. I think many of us, when We come to worship, we come to connect with God. It's a time for us to be strengthened by God, a time to hand our burdens over to God. It's not untypical for people to come out of worship having been moved in some way and to hear from them comments prefaced by the words, I got, I got a lot out of worship today. I got a lot out of the music. I got a lot out of your sermon. I got a good nap during your sermon. I, I, I found some, I found, some peace today. Nothing makes a worship leader more grateful than when someone has found and claimed something significant in our worship. We trust that it is a gift from God and not from those who lead. Thus may I add parenthetically on behalf of all of us who lead worship while we know that your occasional applause is a spontaneous means of encouragement and gratitude We are much more comfortable if you work hard to withhold your applause and worship, maybe an occasional clap for our children, of course, but all of what we do up here is for the glory of God, and so a silent thank you to the good Lord will more than suffice. Now with that being said, the truth is, Sunday morning worship for you and for me is a mixed bag. We put on our Sunday best, but we may not necessarily bring our Sunday best. The story of the wise men from Matthew might make us think, however, that it's supposed to be different. All we hear about the wise men is that they brought their best. They offered to the child gold and frankincense and myrrhs, what they had in their bags. The Gospel writer lists these gifts because they were precious in the times and likely had some hidden symbolism that has been lost to the ages, but the truth is those weren't the only things in the wise men's bags, other gifts possibly, and of course all the other stuff that you have to bring with you on the journey, stuff maybe that you wouldn't be inclined to offer the newborn king. Most of you have traveled during the holidays, and so you pack your gifts, but you also pack all the other stuff, don't you? And then comes that wonderful moment at airport security where your bag, of course, your bag gets flagged in the detector, and now all of a sudden, a complete stranger is rifling through your baggage. And if you're lucky, a handful of fellow travelers are close at hand to watch. And so for the world to see, there's all your stuff. Oh, first the gifts that you're bringing, of course, but then all the other stuff, personal stuff, mundane stuff, secret stuff. Shirts and sweaters and shoes, of course, but then there's the makeup, the prescriptions, the dime store novel, the little pick-me-up, the nightgown, all mixed into the bag together. We are a mixed bag. And every Sunday morning, that's what we bring to this place. See, that's the interesting thing about worship. Worship's not something you just sort of switch on come Sunday morning. It's not this feeling that you manufacture when the clock strikes 9 or 11. No, our worship is a result of what we have packed in our bags from week to week to week. If what we have packed in our bags over the last week is uh, primarily the burdens of work, well then this will inform our worship on Sunday morning. This is what we will have to offer God, the burdens of our work. If what we have packed is simply a series of mundane and trivial experiences, well then this is what will show up in our worship, mundane offerings of worship. If what we have packed is anger or stress or anxiety primarily, then those will creep into our worship. Not that they shouldn't. Not that we shouldn't bring those things with us into the sanctuary. We offer ourselves to God and worship broken vessels that we are. God wants us as we are. There was no baggage scanner for the nativity the wise men of matthew though are here to remind us of something mixed bags that we are there should be nevertheless some attention paid to our packing some attention paid to our packing in the midst of all the stuff we bring at the end of the day or the hour What we are here to bring is gifts to God. We are here to give praise and to give thanks for the majesty and the wonder and the miracle and the goodness of God. In one part of our service, we call it actually the offering. We don't call it the collection, but that would be the wrong way to put it. The church is not a collector of dues and obligations. No, we call it the offering because the church is the temple where we make offerings to God, precious gifts, given in response to what God has done. Attention must be paid to what we put in the offering plate. Attention must be paid as well to the hymns that we sing and to the prayers that we pray and to the greetings that we offer and to the texts that we listen to. All these are places of offering the best gifts we have to God not unlike, I suppose, that very significant gift you received in some Christmas of your past. It may not have been the flashiest gift. It may not have been the trendiest gift. It may not have been the most expensive gift. But you remember that most significant gift you got at Christmas. And it was significant, why? Because it revealed love through thoughtfulness. It revealed love through thoughtfulness. It was the kind of gift where when you opened it, you said, how did you know? How did you know? Maybe it was a gift that came from a spouse or from a child or from a friend. Something that when you opened it, you knew right away how thoughtful it was my desk in my office has two prize gifts I got at Christmas, the materials of which cost no more than five dollars. But it was the time and the great care that went into those gifts by my early childhood daughter that made them into the gifts of significance. Love revealed through thoughtfulness. It's what the wise men packed before they started their journey. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, first things into the bag, along with all the other stuff. Significant gifts that meant something. Love revealed through thoughtfulness. And so for the wise men worship was far less about what they got and far more about what they gave so it is good that we begin the year at table with our Lord the gifts of God for the people of God This is no afterthought that is before us. This is no $1 bill slipped into the offering plate. This is no rush out to Walmart on Christmas Eve. This is the God who thought to give the deepest and most personal of all. A thought that began at the beginning of time It cannot be mistaken, but for the purest of love, this before us is significant. And so with all the stuff that we've already stuffed into our bag and all the stuff we have yet to stuff, what might this year look like if we paid a little more attention to our packing and brought before the sacrificial king something that means something, something significant, love unmistakable in its thoughtfulness. So laid before us are the gifts of God for the people of God, gifts that have been here since the beginning of time, gifts God knew that he would have to give to reveal how much we are so dearly loved. Gifts from the Father for the children he loves. So friends, you are invited and encouraged to come to this table to find here the gifts of grace and mercy, to feast here from the food of forgiveness and love, and to know that Jesus Christ meets you here unconditionally. It takes no merit on your part to be here, no ticket in advance, no checklist of good things you've done, you are invited and encouraged to come to this table simply because God loves you and wishes to redeem you and make you into a new creation. So, here are the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread. And after you give him thanks, he broke it. And he said, take and eat. for This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death. You remember the greatest gift. Until I come again, and he will come again. Let us pray. We are so grateful, Lord, that you meet us at this table. That long ago you met us in a manger in Bethlehem. Long ago you met us on a cross outside of Jerusalem. Long ago, you met us in a cemetery outside an empty tomb. We pray, O Lord, that by your spirit, these gifts may become for us this feast of the kingdom, that we may realize the presence of the resurrected Christ in our midst, and that we might be inspired to offer our lives back, not just in our worship, but in all that we do. This we pray in Christ's name Amen. Our Lord took bread. people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has light shined for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father Prince of Peace. After supper, Jesus took the cup. beloved let us love one another for love is of God and he who loves is born of God and knows God he who does not love does not know God for God is love In this the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him in this is love not that we loved God but that God loved us and sent his Son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. For no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, his love is perfected in us and abides in us.
3: us give thanks to God in prayer. Most gracious and generous God, we give you thanks for feeding us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. Now we ask that you'll send us out into the world to share your love and grace with all that we meet. In Jesus' name, amen.